Okay, hey everybody, this is Rowan from Predators Can Be Choosers, and today I have the amazing Stephanie Shirley, whom Ashley pointed out, I almost always call Shirley, <laughs> and uh, she's a local birth photographer here in Houston, Texas, but her reach goes way beyond that, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So, um, Stephanie and I, I don't remember when we first met, do you? Uh, well, we technically first met at Lola's birth when Kathleen had Lola. Um, oh, I didn't even know you were there. Oh, see, I'm magic. That's the whole point of my job. <laughs> that is a good point, right? Already, that's a great yeah. point that birth photographers are. Um, They're supposed to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Oh, I totally did not remember that. Okay, but really, I think the second time we worked together was at that really long birth that spanned over several days where you were backing Kathleen up and you had no idea when a birth photographer should be called out. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was working as a doula. I didn't know. I didn't know that part. Somebody's like, did you call Stephanie? I was like, oh, shit, no. Was I supposed to? a lot of time. We spent a lot of quality time together that weekend. <laughs> that was a rough birth and she worked really hard to get that vaginal she birth she, hard. she did um so that was probably the start of our real journey when we actually had conversations um oh. and then things blossomed from there right and I like to say about you Shirley that um there are certain people in my life that when they're around me and decisions are going down that I know it's super significant which you know maybe you don't notice that but every time you've been around and I've made a decision or felt like um, a calling, you've been there, like around my birth journey. And so it's always interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm having this feeling. Stephanie Shirley's here. It's big. This is really big. This is going to be significant. Oh, and I have a new cat that's super inquisitive. So. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I totally, I mean, I, I second that. I mean, what you and I have sat down and had a lot of really good, deep talks. And mm -hmm. I mean, we're you know, you say you're really vanilla, and we all know that you're not, <laughs> which is another story. Right. Um, but I mean, I feel like we are similar but different in so many ways. But when we sit down and have a talk, I mean, it's deep and connecting, and we both come out of it with a lot. So, yeah, better for it, better for it, for sure. For sure. Well, I kind of wanted to talk, and I sent you a list of things that I wanted to talk about, and now I have no idea what they are, but I was all like, oh, I'm so smooth and chill, and here I have okay, no well, game. I can pull them up. I mean, okay. we, we can be fancy. Okay. Well, I think the first one was like, we just wanted to talk about how we met, so we got yeah. that part done. Well, and we have to mention, you know, how you became as vanilla as you are, um, and the, the night that that all came down. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, well, yeah, because that was the night that, you know, push you into being who you are and where you are as a midwife 100 percent true as a midwife i mean yeah. we went from you sitting on the bed and i have the picture in my head i'm not going to share it just because but you sitting on the bed with our client sitting on your lap literally trying to push out a baby and you were she was worried about whether she was pooping on you and you were like just do it just poop on me who cares oh i don't remember that at all you remember that commitment right there no i was like whatever let's have a baby i mean Granted, you had a checks underneath you, but still, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And then what we transferred, and we were all delirious, me and you and Shannon, and... You and know, so upset. Like, I remember just being yeah. so... It was, it was tough. It was tough to see our friend go through that, because she was a friend of ours. Um, but as we're sitting there in the waiting room, just kind of all feeling helpless, and like, what, what the heck can we do? Um, delirious. And who brought it up about, I don't know, 
something being vanilla or not? And you're like, well, I'm pretty vanilla. And Shannon and I looked at each other. We're like, Rowan, you couldn't be far enough from vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, compared to y'all, but compared to my friends, I'm really straight maybe. narrow. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. So, we were tired. It was midnight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you took this photograph. I'll see if I get permission to share it and I'll maybe splice it in on the video that we're going to do for, um, right now we're doing Facebook live, but I'll put this up as a, um, video also on uh, YouTube, but there's a picture where Shannon and I have our arm around each other. And I think that's the moment I knew that I was going to pursue midwifery. Yeah. Um, you took that picture. And then later when we were talking, we're in the hospital waiting room. We were like, Oh, I remember talking to Shannon, like, let's really do this. Let's really do this. Yeah. And then you were driving me because we had, I transferred in the car with the client and then you were driving me back to their house to get my car. It's like yeah. three in the morning or something. And all I remember was me saying, you don't want to do this role and remember how tired you are right now. But it was too late, man. It was yeah. too late. I was already, you already had the bug. It was already like going to happen. It was already yeah. going to happen. So that was one of our most significant births. And then we've done three or four together since then, at least I think. Yeah. I mean, we've done several. I think I just posted a picture recently of your super special DJ Rowan hands um, in the background. Remember that birth? We did a birth last, about a year ago, and someone captured me taking video of our client, and you're in the background, and you're like, you're like this. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I like thought it would be to like do a record. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, here's the thing, in birth, you start doing all these wackadoo things, like, whatever yep. it takes to move, keep us moving, right? Yep. So, yeah. For real. All right, here's the cat some more. So, um, do you want to tell people about um, your business and how to best contact you in case they have to jump off and not hear all this goodness? Sure. Um, so, like, like she said, I'm Stephanie Shirley. Uh, my business name is Stephanie Shirley Photography, and... I have actually been in business since uh, 2009, I believe, mm -hmm. um, but my first birth that I shot was in 2010, so that baby is about nine and a half years old now. Um, I've been doing this ever since then. Once I did it once, I knew it's, it's what I had to do, was what my life was going to be, um, and my family somehow conformed to that and has become accepting of my crazy lifestyle, um, but uh, I think I'm at like a little over 160 births, which is amazing. Like, I love it. It's just, I love it. Um, but the easiest way to reach me, you can go to my website, stephanieshirley.com. Um, I just went live with a brand new website, so I'm super excited about it. Oh, cool. Um, Check it out. Um, you can contact me. You can find my contact information on my website. But, you know, really, if you wanted to email me, it's just simple. Info at stephanieshirley.com. Um, either one of those ways is a great way to, to get in touch with me. Nice, nice. And um, you recently allowed me to join your Houston Photographers Association group. Yeah, the Birth Photographers Association. Birth Photographers, okay. Because like I started um, taking pictures and were super interested in photography when I was in high school. I'm like, you know, I was on the journalism team. I was a photography director and stuff for the newspaper and um, always had my camera on me. That's my cat's tail. Um, always had my camera on me, would always pick a purse that could have a camera in it. 
like that was an important part. And even when I became um, an open water um, PADI certified scuba diver, I had a camera in my hands, right? And so people were like, oh, maybe you should learn how to scuba dive without a camera. I'm like, no, dude, no. And I would go out body surfing with a you know, underwater camera and stuff, like taking pictures of a surfer. So um, I grew up in El Paso, but I spent a lot of time on the coast. So, um, so I've always been a big photography fan. And then when, you know, phones came out with cameras on them, I'm like, whatever, dude, everything's getting a picture now. Yeah. So, um, and I have, um, an SLR and I sold it when I moved in the Airstream, but my sister still has one. So I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Let me use hers. So my goal is to start doing more, um, underwater photography again. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I'm at, um, birth, just like my cat's making a lot of noise. Okay. Um, Every time I'm at a birth, and I want to say thank you to Shannon for this. Shannon Stellhorn is one of my preceptors and uh, local midwife. Thank you very much, Shannon. But she always gets out of the way so a birth photographer can get their shot. So not only is she navigating around the birthing person and their family, she's trying to make sure that she's like this, getting this baby, so that you're over her shoulder getting whatever amazing shot needs to happen. And I've always thought that was real cool, too. So It's very important to her. She's one of those midwives where... You know, she just, birth photography is so important to her. And she, the last thing she wants to do is, I mean, obviously she's going to safely deliver her a baby in whatever means necessary, but she doesn't want to ruin a shot if she can help it, for sure. Right. And I appreciate learning that because I was like, whatever, I'm the midwife. Get out of my way. I'm the most important person here. Oh, okay. That was the Leo rising. Okay. <laughs> talk it down. Talk it down. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I appreciate learning that from Shannon. And then on another level, I think um, community birth, and that's the word I'm using instead of out of hospital, I think community, because it focuses on what it is, is the community aspect of birth, that for community birth, that is so beautifully um, conveyed in in birth photography. Like, I think that's what's up. Um, And I want to, you know, like, I think birth photography in hospital is also awesome, right? I think all memories are good and valued. But for what we're talking about today, being able to show just the like the to transfer through an image the power of community birth is so good and so of course I want to help facilitate that and and do my best with that so well not only that but you being in the midwife stance I mean not everybody we get it not everybody has the ability to make an investment in birth photography and you want to provide some kind of remembrance for them you know whatever, whatever way possible too so yeah, I frequently like if it's uh, a phone is out, you know, like I'll do whatever assessment I need to do or check in on the person who's laboring. And then if there's a phone out, I'll um, see if it's open, you know, like like an unsupervised child and um, or I'll have the parent undo it. And then I'll take a couple of cute shots okay. with their phone. So then later they'll just find them, you know, on their yeah. phone. <laughs> always yeah. think that's fun because there's always like three or four, three or four phones out. Because what happens is I end up taking out my own phone and then have like 9 million pictures of other people. Yeah. Try and send to them later and it's a right. So that's my new go-to. And you've been helping me like figure out angles and, and lighting and stuff like that. So I started going to the Houston uh, Birth Photographers Association meetups, which is good. Um, yeah, and I don't know. And I would, I think my personal goal is to be backup for you guys so that if somebody needed a backup shooter, I could go and shoot. And I also learned this when I played basketball in high school. I was great at taking basketball photographs, but I sucked at football, you know, because I never played football, but I certainly played basketball, so I can anticipate a lot of stuff. So I'm hoping that gives me an edge too. But I don't ever anticipate that I'll be a primary photographer, but I'd love to be a backup, you know, and support you guys and stuff like that. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, a great uh, thing to have that association. Um, I think I started it maybe three or four years ago, mm-hmm. um, not only to just build a community of photographers, but also so the newer ones can learn the ways of being in a birth space. I mean, it's mm-hmm. something that you can teach, but it's almost something you have to learn through experience. And the last thing that I want is for these birth photographers that don't understand that to come in and per se ruin it for the rest of yeah. us birth photographers and put a bad, bad name out there for us. So um, along the lines, I've met some really great other women that I've become friends with and connected with over the years. And we've been able to build a network of backups, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing, I think, for anybody is being able to read a birth room energetically, because I think that's a skill that newer doulas don't have a lot of times, or even midwives that never worked as a doula. Sometimes I see that right. they don't know how to read a room at all or how to, you know, because a lot about how somebody labors is like, you know, the vibe around them. And it's, you know, and it's very easy to blow that too. So it is. It is. Yeah. Okay, well, um, so through this journey of you being a birth photographer, has it changed how you looked at birth or anything like that? Oh my gosh, Um, it's completely changed. Um, When I first started, you know, I can, just a little bit of background about me. I have three kids, Um, they're ages 11, 13, and 14. Um, I had all of them in a hospital with an epidural, you know, um, and I was young and I was dumb and I had no idea that there were other ways of doing things. I had no clue. I mean, honestly, when I got pregnant with my first, I just went to the OB my mom went. I didn't even have a gynecologist at that point. And I just, she told me what to do and told me what hospital to show up at, and I did it. Um, And then along the lines, I delivered all three of my kids with different OBs and different hospitals. So I kind of had a feel for how hospitals worked and what they offered and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when I started shooting births, most of them were of my friends and they were delivering in the hospitals, but here comes Kathleen and I don't even remember how she found me, but she found me and she opened me up to this possibility of the options that you have when you birth. So she was my first out of hospital birth, (laughs) my first experience with midwives with doulas. And, you know, I had a pick of seems like 500 doulas, but I mean, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my eyes were instantly opened. And so just being able to show people through my images that they have options, that there are ways to, to deliver. I mean, I know that birth photography is becoming more widespread and you can see that through images, through photographers all over the world. However, you know, what happens in Houston is a lot different than what happens in a more progressive state like like Colorado. Um, so by being able to share these images and these birth stories, I'm able to show people, okay, just because you're delivering in a hospital doesn't mean X, Y, and Z doesn't have to happen. You know, right. you do have ways of getting what you want, getting a gentle birth if you know you're having a cesarean section. Um, being able to open your mind up to delivering with a midwife and the fact that a birth center and a home birth, not much differences other than the fact of you're either in your home or you're not, you know? So um, that's been really powerful for me to be able to go out and show people their options through images. Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. Cool. I've never even thought about that. That's amazing. That's amazing. What, um, what things can we do, or I guess, 
not as a provider, but what can the birthing person, what are things that they can do to help you get the best shots? Okay. Well, um, first and foremost, um, lighting is, is probably the biggest topic out there. Um, you know, there's been a new trend of birth photographers that are using flash photography in the birth space. And although I don't have an issue with that, I think it's just something that you have to discuss with your photographer first and foremost. Do they use flash? If they do, how do you feel about that? Um, if at any point during your birth, if you decide, hey, this flash is really bothering me, I can't take it anymore, can you stop doing it? Do they have the ability to work in a low light situation? Um, but navigating through a hospital birth, we have options with lighting we can control. I don't really worry about lighting so much in a hospital, but oh, when we're working in a birth center or we're working at a home birth, then yeah, I mean, walking through that area and being able to see what the lighting is and discussing with the person that's laboring, are you okay with lights being on? Um, if you're not, are you okay with them being on at the moment of birth when things are more active and there's a lot more movement and motion um, and are your midwives okay with that? Um, I have to say that I've worked with quite a few midwives that have fought me on the amount of lights that are on at the moment of delivery um, and I get that. Some, some people really want their birth dark um, but when we've had a discussion beforehand about turning on the lights and them not being okay with it, this is an investment people are making. They want those images there. So um, coming together as a birth team as a whole to talk about lighting and having the midwife and the other birth workers hear from the client saying, these images are really important to me. I want to make sure she has whatever light she needs to capture the moments. Um, so that's a big one is kind of thinking about that. And are you the kind of person that thinks they need to labor in, in like the deep dark? Um, or do you think that you're going to be okay and lighting's not going to bother you? So just kind of thinking about that. Um, Unfortunately, we do have to have some kind of light whenever we are shooting. Um, for me personally, I don't work with flash. Um, I, I just never have and just hasn't been something that I've migrated over to. Um, so during the laboring moments, you know, things are calm and slow. I can usually work in really low light situations as much as even just a lamp in the room. However, the moment of delivery, that's when the lights usually have to get bumped up a bit. Um, so lighting is a big one. Got it. You know, I appreciate this conversation. I um, was helping somebody have a baby at a birth center not too long ago, and there was no birth photographer. It was a very small, like, I think it was the partner, and then maybe the grandmother, and then, like, the best friend or something. It was a small crew, but, like, when she was pushing, and she wanted dark lights, the family kept turning on the overhead light. We had, a like, a lamp off to the side, and you know, like it was adequate. I could take pictures, but there was no photography, but like the family wanted to see like, no, no, we need the lights on. How are you going to see? We need to see. I'm like, you don't need to see shit. Okay. Like I need to see there's no photographer here. And I was like, so cheese. And every time they turned the light on, cause they didn't know how to read the room. Then the woman would like stall out like her, her progress pushing. And I was like super pissed. And I was like, totally not eloquent in, in talking about that. Um, where it'd be real different if the parent were, or the person who was pushing was like, oh yeah, get, let's get the lights up a little bit so yeah. we can really get these good images. So, Well, and I always explain to my clients that if, if lighting becomes an issue at any time during their birth or they really need pitch black, that's fine. It's their birth space, but just be aware 
that I can't shoot in pitch blackness. So if that's how they choose to birth, then there's going to be some parts of their birth that might not be documented as they had planned, and they just have to be okay with that. Got it. Got it. And one thing you taught me is that the more light the furnishings are, then the better it goes. If the room is like the wall is a brighter color or a lighter color, and then like no um, big, heavy, dark furniture, or like even the bedspreads and stuff lighter, that that helps. I have definitely worked in some birth spaces where it's just been very dark and the walls are dark and the furniture is dark. And then we've got dark, you know, bedding that's just got lots of print on it. And it's very distracting. And walking into the room as a person, you think, oh, this is very beautiful. But as a birth photographer or someone trying to capture those moments for those clients, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's a lot going on in here. <laughs> so. so yesterday I was watching a show called Seven Days with my sister and it's on Netflix. It's a series. And it was this restaurant that's opening up and they were holding, putting gold leaf up on the ceiling. And my sister was like, that looks so good. Cause my goal is to open up a birth center. Yeah. And she goes like, we'll have to ask Stephanie if that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> gold leaf on the ceiling, reflecting light down. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. It's funny how your brain changes. It shifts a little bit once you get into photography it's all about light right and 100% as a birth center future birth center owner like I'm gonna be like Shirley what do you think about this what about this color wall this whatever because yeah. I want those good images because on another level for me it's marketing every yeah. time somebody sees you know a great sweet picture of a birth that's going well like it's just like it's free advertising man of course I want everything to be optimized absolutely and it is hard you know if you're opening up a birth center you, you have this blank slate and you're like oh let's make it funky and let's make it cool and would it be really cool to have this really colored feature wall but then in, in the, on the outside you're like okay how is this going to portray in the images mm -hmm. <laughs> um so lighting is a big one um that I like to talk about um then also, I kind of talked about this a second ago, talking to the people that are going to be at your birth about my presence or your birth photographer's presence. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes family members think that, let's, let's talk about hospital births. Um, some hospitals only allow so many people in the room, so many support people in the room outside of the spouse. The rooms are small, or maybe it's just the hospital's policy. Um, and some extended family members think it's their right to be there. Who cares what the parents think? Who cares what the parents want? They, they think that it's their right to be there. And, and, and that's okay. It's, it's not my say one way or the other. But some people don't understand that by hiring a photographer, there's going to be some family members that are upset that now they don't have a spot in that room because I've taken up that spot. And I've had, I mean, unfortunately, family members that have kind of looked at me not in a nice way or have shown irritation towards me or literally have told me in the hall, if I can't be in there, you're not going in. And I'm like, so having those hard discussions with your family and um, about my presence and why I'm there and what your wishes are before the birth is important. Um, if you're having a home birth or a birth center birth, um, me personally, I attend um, all of my home visits, um, whether it's at a birth center or it's at a home birth. Whenever the, we go over the actual birth plan as we near the end of the pregnancy, I like to attend that so that we can all be sitting down together and kind of be all on the same page. Um, we're all walking through what the, our client's wishes are, and then I'm able to kind of voice, hey, are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? Um, and everybody knows why, why I'm there. So it's really important that you have these hard 
discussions with everybody and my importance of being there and how important it is for you that I capture these moments. So that way I'm not feeling like I'm pushing anybody out of the way the day of the birth. And I want to say something about that. I appreciate you telling me this because I never thought about it this way that, you know, like too many people in the birth room, back to reading the energy in the birth room, it stalls stuff out. And most people don't have any idea how to navigate around birth. And to me, I would package, look, the photographer's coming in, you're not going to be there, but she's going to take images that you can share and look at. And, you know, like it's yeah. a service to you to let, to let Shirley in. And I think that's a way to kind of thin the crowd. Yeah. Now, that's terrible that somebody said that to you. I'm sorry about that. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, and that kind of bounces off yet another point that I wanted to have. Um, obviously, everybody needs to be able to birth in, in the way that they choose to do so. If they want to have a huge crowd, then, then that's great. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. However, something that I like to, to kind of just make people think about is those moments just after the baby's been born, um, where people are kind of like itching to take the baby and hold the baby, those are special moments for, for mom and dad to have with the baby. Um, and sometimes things get a little overwhelming. And I feel like those first couple hours that I'm with my clients after the baby's born is all about, you know, taking a picture with this person holding the baby and then passing the baby on and passing the baby on. And for some reason, I, I want to be able to capture those moments if my client wants them. But at the same time, we're missing out on all those moments of skin to skin and the calmness and the bonding and the breastfeeding. And, you know, so I just like to kind of open that up and think about, let's not make it too chaotic, you know, Um, let's make it more about the family. And one of the birth centers I work at now, they like only have the mom hold the baby for the first two hours. Like when we're getting mom out of the tub, the birth pool, then dad holds baby or partner holds baby for a hot minute. And then, in fact, I was at a birth one time and I was like, dad, get your shirt off so you can hold the baby. And I turned around and they had a daughter who was seven, who was autistic and she had taken her shirt off too. (laughs) And the whole family was like, oh, because they were kind of modest. I was like, whatever, that's why we're having a birth center birth. Let her be good, I don't care. Um, And then as soon as, we got her to bed with chucks pads underneath there then um then the baby went back to her for two hours to like hold you know skin to skin and um, get that good breastfeeding because for maybe people who are watching this they don't know that the first two hours to establish breastfeeding is the most critical moment like once you lose those times it's pretty hard to recover Um, we're, we're also working with different generations here so you know the generations of these grandparents that are coming in the first thing they do when they walk in minutes after the babies are born is how much do they weigh? Well, I mean, things work a little bit different. So having those conversations, and this is whether I'm there or whether I'm not there, but having those conversations about kind of the process of what happens after the baby's born and the skin to skin moments. And, you know, it allows those grandparents to kind of walk in and to that energy and that space and be more calm and not just kind of walking in and being like, what's the birth weight? Oh, and this is how my birth went. And that's how my birth went. And just take it as it is. Let it be their story. Um, but that has, I mean, that's not really related to photos. I mean, I'm happy. Whatever. Like, yeah. you know, we're going to freestyle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the moments where there is a large family there and I'm able to walk out with dad and meet them in the waiting room and dad be able to announce whatever's going on with baby and be able to capture all those reactions. So I'm not saying don't invite family and don't have family there. Just be mindful of those moments in those first couple hours after the baby's born and make sure to let your family know how the process works afterwards. Right. Right on. Right on. 
Um, the last thing that I kind of wanted to bring up is, and this is kind of cheesy, it really doesn't matter to me, um, but it is something that people ask me about is what should they wear during a birth? No, that's a good one because a lot of people are modest. Some people aren't, you know, and, yeah. and maybe and, they're not modest in the moment, but later they're like, oh, well. Yeah. So. And there's really no right or wrong answer. Um, for my clients that like to literally be naked the entire time I'm there, it does make it for a trickier way for me to capture their birth and provide them images that are modest. But the way that I tell my clients, look, if I show up and you're naked from starting point to ending point, then I'm capturing it how it is. But I do try to provide angles where if there are some images they want to share with family members that they can. Um, so I'm kind of shooting it how, how it is because that's first and foremost, I'm a documentary photographer. Um, but then I'm trying to capture those modest angles. For the other ones that are really, you know, planning like a water birth or anytime in and out of the water, um, a, a bralette works very well or like a sports bra. Um, personally, I like the bralettes because they don't seem as constricting um, and they seem to be a little bit easier access to go straight to nursing once the baby's born because they're a little bit looser and you can typically, you know, for lack of better words, pop a boob out mm -hmm. without having to take the whole thing off. Right. Um, where sports bras, typically you have a little bit less freedom and you, you technically have to take it off. Um, for my moms that are delivering in the hospital, that still goes um, to say sports bras or bralettes work really well, um, especially if you're planning to labor in a, like a hospital gown first, but you might get hot and we can take that off. Then you still have some modesty up top um, because really down below angles and your belly hide a lot of things um, while you're laboring. So that's not a, a huge issue. Um, but I also have some moms that want to wear their own gown um, so there are some websites out there. I mean, when I was delivering, there was no options, but now you can go out there and you can find a labor and delivery hospital gown. Um, and then my favorite is actually uh, the pretty pushers okay. um, um, because it works kind of like a nursing gown a little bit, but the way it's open in the front, it allows access to the contraction and fetal heart rate monitors. So that you don't actually have to lift your dress in order to adjust those. So, um, and they're very, very flattering. I have um, several clients on my website, images of them um, wearing that gown. Cool. And what was the one that the, the birth we did, it's gotta be about a year ago. It was in the hospital um, and she had like that gown and then she had a matching robe and then yeah. even the baby had like a headband or something. Yeah, um, I don't know what brand that she purchased, um, but I do like to kind of go off of that a little bit. The busier your print is, oh right, that was super the busy. Or you're going to take away from your face and the baby's face. So um, keep that in mind. If if I were to literally dress all of my clients, I would be putting them in solid color, you know, dark neutral colors, maybe like a black or something like that, um, bralette or or sports bra and then a solid color gown. Um, Got it. Got the it. gowns are really pretty. There's all these different color options, but just keep in mind that the busier your print is, the more you're gonna take away from everybody's faces. Got it, got it. I wanted to loop back around to holding the baby. Um, one of the things that Shannon does is she doesn't uh, cut the cord between the placenta and the baby. So right. hardly anybody wants to pass around a baby in a placenta. True. <laughs> Which I always thought was kind of funny. 
and also on the uh, sports bra, if they're cotton and you're laboring in the tub, then uh, or a birth bowl, then they get full of water, which can yeah. make them cold pretty quickly. So I like yeah. bralettes too because they're typically not, you know, or if they're cotton, they're thinner cotton, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, wanted to say that. All right. Well, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> Any other points that you wanted to make? Um, really, I just want to kind of touch base a little bit on the importance of why I do what I do or what it is that I'm capturing. Um, a lot of people think, oh, you're a birth photographer. I mean, really, why would you do that? Are you like capturing that moment? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, if I can. Um, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more about the story of how you got to that moment that you met your baby. You know, how did you, you know, work to get to that point, you know, were, were you, you know, did you have an unmedicated delivery? Did you have a medicated delivery? Were you putting makeup on using mm -hmm. the mirror in the hospital room? However it is, I want to be able to capture that. Um, the moment that you lay eyes on your baby for the first time, the moment you hear them cry for the first time and all those things that happen afterwards. Um, so many people spend thousands and thousands of dollars on their wedding day, like literally, you know, thousands of dollars. And for the photographer alone. Why is that day, the day that you get married, any any different than the day that you meet your baby for the first time? Right. So um, if you aren't looking to hire a photographer, keep that in mind and find someone that can capture those moments for you. I promise you, I cannot tell you how many times I hear from my clients how thankful they are that they have the images because they were not able to process their birth the way that they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, it may not have gone the way that they had expected to. And right. so by using those images, they're able to go back and then kind of reward themselves and say, I, you know what, I did work hard for this. I did get what I wanted. Um, or they were so out of it, focused on managing their pain that they literally don't even know what was going on. Um, I've had a client that I walked in and her eyes were closed from the moment I walked in and she never opened them until that baby was born. And so once that baby was put on her chest, she opened her eyes and she looked at me and she's like, oh, hi. Like I hadn't even been there. Mm -hmm. She was just so internal with her labor. So being there to capture all those moments um, just does the world for a lot of these moms. Well, I say this too, uh, that giving, going in labor is a transformative journey. Giving birth is a transformative journey. And we know that because you know, there's throwing up, there's yes. pooping on yourself, there's crying, there's hating everybody else in the room, there's laughing, there's moments of extreme joy, there's mm -hmm. moments where you're like more powerful than you ever thought you were going to be, you know, like there's all these like gamut of emotion and then you step through this doorway and you're different than you were before and we call it, that's a transformative journey, not cupcakes, because you have all those markers and mm -hmm. we don't normally have somebody document a transformative journey, so that's beautiful, like I think yeah. that's great. It's very raw. I mean, oh, it's totally raw. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm very thankful for every client that it gives me the opportunity to share their images because it is a very private moment that, that they're going through. And these are very private times, but I think that they find strength in seeing their images and they want to be able to share the mm -hmm. things that they just went through with everybody. Well, I did. I yeah. did this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, Beverly Morris, who's, uh, I don't know if you know her, she's really great. Um, she's fun and she's almost term. Um, she wants to know what kind of makeup she should be wearing. So she okay. has <laughs> Okay, definitely waterproof makeup. That's a must. Or uh, mascara, sorry, mascara specifically. Um, 
really, I wouldn't go heavy on your face, maybe just a little bit of color on the cheeks and waterproof mascara. Um, a lot of my moms that are really into makeup, they go and get the eyelashes put on and then they don't have to worry about anything and smearing and smudging or doing anything and then their eyelashes look beautiful and they pop, so. Okay, and I wanna say something about hair. If you're gonna labor in the birth pool, I want you to go get your hair in a braid or if you're, um, have the style of hair where you have like extensions or weave or whatever, I want it up. Because what happens is that the hair comes down and it gets all in the water and stuff, even Caucasian hair. And then when you're trying to clean up after the birth, it's it's fatiguing to try and wash your hair right after having a baby. So like I want the hair up and out of the way. So practice with your cute updos before. Yeah, practice. <laughs> and if you have like a friend that's just there to watch, put her in charge of your hair. Right. Good. Good. That if she needs a job, just say, "Hey, your job is to make sure my hair looks okay." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a lot of my moms do like to fix their hair. Um, I feel like the ones that really don't worry so much about their hair. I mean, minus not getting it wet. Um, the ones that really show their raw beauty, and really showing what they went through. Nice. Nice. Okay, I'm trying to think if there's anything left that we need to discuss. Can you think of anything? No, I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on, but mm -hmm. really, <laughs> it's always fun chatting with you, Rowan. And I want to say thank you because I just threw it out. Um, my intention is to publish once a week on YouTube and to do once a week. Um, I either do a YouTube, uh, Facebook Live or I do the postpartum support group. So I needed somebody for today and I just put it out on social media. Hey, who wants to talk birth? And you were like, me, I'm in. I'm like, sweet. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, for those who are interested in, um, oh, I thought about something in our group. Just a second. Oh, signs that perhaps things that you're looking for when you hire a birth photographer. Because oh, yeah. I know that there's birth photographers who like don't show up or they're just, you know, beginning in this journey and they don't understand the on-call lifestyle. So things that we're looking for in a professional photographer. So this is, yeah, this is a hot topic. Um, really gets me. Um, honestly, if you are looking for someone that is for sure going to be there for your birth um, and you want these moments captured no matter what, please go with someone that's experienced. Um, not only will they guarantee that they will be there at your birth, um, they probably also have backups um, in place. And if you are entering, interviewing birth photographers, you should be asking that question. What happens if you can't make it to my birth? Do you have a backup in place? Right. If they say no, please do not, you know, I, I hate to, to harp on the newbies out there, but please, you know, think about the importance of that. Um, because life does happen and it has happened to me on numerous occasions. I've been doing this for nine and a half years. And unfortunately there has been times where there's been a funeral I've had to attend or there has been, I've been really, really sick. And the last thing I want to do is expose, you know, and it, this, th these are things you can't plan for. So thankfully I've had backups that I have really good relationships with that I can call on to go cover those births for me. Um, so if you're investing this money, you know, please make sure that that is in place. Um, there have been stories where birth photographers, and I know a lot of birth workers can vouch for this, they have either just not shown up, you know, whether it's been maybe you went into labor the day their kid's birthday party was going on and there was no way in their mind was it worth it to, to miss their kid's birthday party to attend your birth. And, and now you're at loss. And these birth workers feel like it's their job now to fill in where your birth photographer missed out on. Um, 
that's a, that's a big one. I've had birth workers tell me that their birth photographer was trying to leave just, you know, shortly after the baby was born. And here you're missing out. Everybody feels rushed to do all these things so that they're captured before this birth photographer leaves. Um, I've had birth photographers show up with gear that doesn't work. <laughs> um, I mean, not me personally, but I've heard stories of it. Um, or just the unprofessionalism that they have in your birth space. I've, you know, recently did a survey across a lot of different birth, birth workers and their experiences of working with a photographer. And honestly, a lot of them have said that they don't, if they've had a negative experience, it's been that that birth photographer did not know how to work in a birth space um, and they interrupted the space. So these are things that you should be thinking about if you're looking to hire a birth photographer. Um, although I want these newbies to gain experience, um, just keep in mind of what it is that you're getting when you're going with a newer photographer. Or just like I had somebody, I was at a birth like maybe two years ago and it was a friend from church who wanted to expand her portfolio. So it was like a free deal. And this woman worked really hard and she had her baby and it was a water birth. And then after it's all said and done and the um, birth photographer's fixing the lead, she goes, that was a lot of work. I'm just going to get a C-section. And I was like, yeah, but you know, that wasn't helpful. No, helpful. So just those are some things that, that are good to keep in mind. Um, ask all the questions, you know, um, I personally don't book anybody unless I've been able to talk with them on the phone or meet with them in person. Okay. Um, because not only do I need to make sure that I'm the right person for you, but that you're the right person for me. You know, Excellent. I want to make sure that if I'm going into this first space that we have, we, I feel like we can have a connection. And if, I'm not the right person. Great. Let me help you find someone who is. Excellent. Excellent point. Good. Good. Okay. Well, I think that probably wraps us up. Okay. Um, I want to say thanks, Stephanie Shirley, for being here with me today. And this is uh, going to be on the Preggers Can Be Choosers video page. And I'll um, probably share it onto our group so folks can watch that. And then later that'll go up on YouTube. And I'll make sure I all your contact information in there and um i just really appreciate you being in my life and appreciate you letting me come to the photography group and i appreciate all the time you've like grown me as a person and you certainly watched my journey from being a reluctant doula to yeah. <laughs> um an enthusiastic midwife and uh and i can't wait to see where you go from here right and who even knows at this point? So um, I do know that whenever I design my birth center and probably my outdoor spaces, I think it's always important to have an outdoor laboring space for somebody to walk. It's kind of quiet. Like for sure, I'm going to be like, what do you think about this lighting here next to this bush? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of plants should we plant? <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's something that smells good, but I also want something that, yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, um, I'm happy to be a part of that. And I don't know if that's even on your website anywhere, like a consultant for developing spaces or even for somebody who's going to have um, in-home photography, their brother-in-law is going to take the pictures or whatever, but you'll help design the space. But I certainly appreciate you and I appreciate the time you spend with me. And, um, you know, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but it's going to be something because we like yeah. it. Just beginning. Just <laughs> beginning. All right. This is Stephanie Shirley and Rowan Two Sisters from Preggers Can Be Choosers and Stephanie's with Stephanie Shirley Photography. And uh, we're signing off, but um, we're super grateful to be on everybody and anybody's journey. Oh, thank you.